Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show and I'm doing this radio show from Chiang Mai, a beautiful resort here, feeling very, very blessed and in life, being able to do this incredible work-life balance and so wanting that for everybody, that we can really, really live the life that we really, truly deserve to live and this radio show is all about that, this radio show is called how we show up and this uh, radio show and the corresponding article came as an inspiration a few days ago and I was reading one of Neil Donald Walsh's recent books which is called The Only Thing That Matters and he spoke in his book about a story about a man that was walking down a road and he was cold and hungry and he needed somewhere to stay and there was a farmhouse in the distance. And as he was walking towards this farmhouse, he was having a conversation in his head and it was going something like this. It's late, the farmer will be annoyed about being disturbed and maybe I shouldn't bother him. He won't be receptive to me at all. By the time the man summoned up the courage to knock on the door, he was in a high state of anxiety. And when the farmer opened the door, the man burst out aggressively, don't shut the door and turn me away. And naturally that is exactly what the farmer did. The moral to this story is powerful. We all show up in certain ways in certain circumstances in life. And in certain circumstances we are not showing up in ways that grant life and other people a wholesome, healthy vibration which allows them to respond in supportive ways. If we're showing up in certain areas in our life from wounded, unhealed belief systems, we will always unconsciously generate exactly the experience that matches the wounds we're carrying. This will be absolute and this is what repeat painful patterns are all about. The more unconscious we are about these patterns, the more we have blind spots, believing life is happening to us rather than realising our part in it. In fact, we may have all the right intentions going into a situation, yet be totally bamboozled as to why that disappointing experience has happened yet again. So I want to address extreme unconsciousness that we can have regarding our patterns. And the most unconscious approach is blaming life and others for the disappointing incidences. Many abuse forums like to espouse total innocent victimhood. And I've spoken about this time and time again, how that righteous model of I'm a good person with good intentions and I gave my all purports that things which did not turn out well had nothing to do with it. And this is the greatest illusion that gives all our power away. How can we reshape our life if we are merely at the effect of it? 
rather than being a generative component. How on earth can we not be powerless victims if we choose to believe that? We can't. We simply hold life and others accountable. We hand all our power away and we keep unconsciously playing out our patterns. If we remain unconscious, life and others don't step up because they are only ever reflecting back to us ourselves. I was so inspired when I placed a post up on Facebook asking people to comment and ask questions about this topic. I am thrilled beyond measure that there is so much growth in consciousness with people in this community. The people posting wanted to know how to address their blind spots in order to evolve. And I want to say a huge kudos to you for fully embracing being the generative source of your life because this is such a powerful statement of taking our power back inside us, which is the only place it resides. When we do this, we can start understanding life at an emotional, which means energy and motion, quantum level. We recognize how wounds attract more wounds and that if we have an activated pain body, fear and pain, that it activates other people's pain bodies as well as attracts people with large pain bodies, egos. Hence was the case with the farmer and the man. The man's fear triggered the farmer's unsafe feelings, hence why he closed the door. So what is our ego's part in how we show up? When we are showing up from an unhealed wounded center, we are unconscious. And in fact, we may not realize how we are showing up in ineffective ways. Our ego is running the show of our thoughts and behaviors, as it did with the limiting conclusions this man drew before he met the farmer. And then we play the hefty price of life and others reflecting back to us in disappointing ways. The results that come back at us fully confirm our already existing painful beliefs. And how we are showing up is likely to be our normal. We're trying to survive this pattern, we're often walking blindly into it, and we're doing life the hard way within it. We may be drastically overcomplicating the issue, which is what our cognitive mind does when in trauma and trying to create solutions. If we remain unconscious, the illusions are powerful. It looks like it's all going on via situations and other people. And that is not the truth, because that's not how life unfolds itself through us. It's important to know this, our ego, our shadow self, can only operate in the shadows. It can't keep operating when we bring the truth up and out into the light. Our ego is identical to narcissists. It's the same unconscious energy. It loves to feed off pain and destruction. And when we have unhealed, wounded parts that constitute a gap, our ego loves to rush into these parts and play havoc with them. Our ego loves projecting, scapegoating, and making food salad out of the truth. And maybe you remember what happened when you tried to shine the truth on a narcissist and how the truth was obliterated with a narcissistic three-ring circus. Now, not for one moment am I going to suggest that you have the capacity to be as delusional as a narcissist. But the truth is your ego can make a pretty good job of avoiding the raw truth and coming up with stories that are way off track. 
This is the truth about the man and farmer story. The man was showing up like this because he had the unhealed wounds of, I am unworthy, invisible and insignificant. Now his thoughts, his ego, ran this version instead. The farmer won't be receptive, it's too late and he will turn you away. Did his thoughts say, your anxiety is really because of your subconscious wounds relating to feeling unworthy of attention and support? No, of course not, because the game would be up. Your ego doesn't want that. Your ego is a false self. It doesn't tell the truth. By stark contrast, what it does is feed off pain, drama and sabotaging you. Does that remind you of someone else that you know or knew? Now this is where I want to talk about another illusion, that the ego is a permanent part of our identity that we always have to do battle with. No, I vehemently disagree with this. Why is our ego there? Many people believe it is so we can physically exist. I actually don't agree with that assessment either. Unless it is a fight and flee situation, life and death, where adrenaline is required in a huge dose. What I believe is that we are perfectly capable of staying alive and making great choices from a much higher source of awareness and wisdom, done from a place of calm and oneness, rather than reacting from the pain and fear of separation. I believe the real purpose of our ego is evolutionary. It is triggering us and attacking us to make us go for the light. In other words, up-level these previous, limited, separated, fearful parts of ourselves to our true self-state. We are coming to a vital stage in human evolution that we can see the mess that unconsciousness and separation has caused. And we need to change. We need to do life a better way, one person at a time. At the highest level of truth, our painful repeat patterns and triggers are the inspiration to grow and evolve ourselves to break out of these patterns and heal ourselves on a micro and macro level. Within every darkness is the greatest potential for light. This is another quantum level reality of how duality really works. One lady posted in the Facebook group, I find my ego is my biggest challenge. It knows its best and knows just what to say to me that causes doubt and misperception of my power and capacity to influence my life positively. Thus showing up without really believing the truth about myself and my worth. It's a conscious, intentional, minute by minute effort to dismiss what the ego tells me and listen to myself that is connected to spirit that shows me the truth. I don't think that ever goes away, but we need to be mindful of it and know the difference between the self-critic that lies and the beautiful truth of who we really are. I want to really address this, and I actually did some months ago. I wrote a whole article on this topic, the difference between the ego and the inner child. I know that many of us accepted, or do we still accept, that the ego is a constant part of ourselves that we need to deal with on a daily basis. Yet I don't believe that our life is meant to be an ongoing battle with ourselves. That's not evolution, that is staying limited. The truth is the ego can only operate and have any voice when it has a wounded part of us to play with. It's a bit like lice and parasites thrive in mess and filth. 
yet when we clean up the environment, they have nowhere to live, feed or breed. The ego is the same. The more we up-level our young wounds and the closer we get to our true self-state, the less terrain our ego has to be in. This is our true solution to stop unconsciously battling with our painful repeat patterns because there is no more ability to battle your ego than there is to battle a narcissist. How do we heal from narcissistic abuse? By evolving our wound beyond it. How do we dissolve our ego? By evolving our wounds beyond it. In fact, the less we focus on our ego or the narcissist, and the more we focus on claiming the truth about our young wounds and evolving them, the narcissist and self-critical thoughts just will not be our reality anymore. Since understanding the powerful truth of this, every day I purposefully up-level something in my subconscious. I needed to because there was a lot of emotional real estate that my ego could throw a party on. I still do this because I am committed to have so much light in my body that there is less and less and less fear and pain for my ego to latch onto. I can't tell you the emotional freedom that happens when your ego is only left with enough energy to squeak rather than roar. And I'm so glad that my ego still can squeak because when it does, I say thank you. You've just shown me another trigger to up-level and for that I am so grateful. And rather than suck me into a horrible session of self-condemnation and fearful powerlessness, which is the bait in my head, I drop into my body, feel around, claim the truth of the inner wound my ego is trying to attack and up-level it directly from my body. It's a wonderful system that starves the ego constantly and allows for constant and eternal personal expansion. And I love how I move beyond the areas of life that I was self-sabotaging. My previous stuck areas now open up in miraculous ways. And there is no limit to how far it can go. So how do we become conscious about how we're showing up? We know that there are some things in our life that just work for us. And this has nothing to do with random chance. It has nothing to do with the outside. It means we have healthy inner belief systems on these topics. Life matches us. Therefore, when areas of our life aren't working, the absolute 100% truth is we have inner emotional wounds presently sabotaging our success. Now, there are three ways we can approach this. The first one is we can deny all existence of inner emotional wounds. Immediately, our ego has a huge in because we've separated from the truth and we've disconnected from ourselves. Now we are in delusion and illusions because connection, oneness, is the only quantum level truth of life. The ultimate truth is I am connected as a generator to every experience in my life. I am not separate from anything that has shown up in my life. Due to this disconnection from the truth, the ego gains access and runs amok in this terrain of separation and generates judgment, condemnation, blame, shame, resentment, vengeance, victimization, powerlessness, 
worthlessness and any other nasty emotion that feeds the pain body. Whether the thoughts are about self or others makes no difference. It all generates pain, powerlessness and more unconsciousness. It's like eating daily poison and expecting the other person to drop dead. So we know that doesn't work. So the second choice we have is being conscious of inner wounding and trying to show up differently within these wounds. This is definitely a big step towards being conscious. Yet, trying to change how you show up won't feel natural. In fact, you are going against your grain. The reason is because all thoughts and consequent behaviours come from beliefs. And it's incredibly hard to create new behaviours from existing opposing beliefs. The tendency will be slow progress, backsliding like a snake and ladder game, and lots of blind spots that you struggle to make sense of, and an ongoing battle with your ego that is supplying you with all the false justifications and evidence of why the old painful belief is so. So the third choice that we have with this is about becoming conscious of inner wounding and working directly on your subconscious to up-level it. This level of true consciousness is about bypassing the cognitive mind, the ego, and going directly into your body where the painful false beliefs are stored, claiming and embracing them and shifting them out of your body to make space for your true self-state to enter. As a result of doing so, you are not merely attempting to change behaviours. You have changed, which means that you will automatically and organically do the behaviours which match your now true and healthy belief systems on this topic. Now, the difference between these three choices are pivotal in how effectively and how quickly we can move on from beliefs and behaviours that aren't serving us. There is an absolute breakdown, breakthrough process that needs to be experienced. The old order needs to break down for the new order to be able to come through. In choice one, we are experiencing constant breakdowns with no hope of breakthrough because we refuse to accept the truth that will set us free. In choice two, we are experiencing painful breakdowns whilst trying to reach the breakthrough. In choice three, we are purposefully and powerfully midwifing the breakdown breakthrough process through energy work directly on the cause of the issue without trying to wrestle only with the symptoms. And the better we get at this, the more instantly we create the breakthroughs. Mine, like many other people's, now happen in minutes. I am literally a different person than I was before that particular shift on my subconscious. And we all have the ability with dedication and practice to do this. We are naturally coded to do this when we know how to do this. So let's have a look at the ways that we can show up that don't serve us. So many of us know what it was like or still like to be self-sabotaging ourselves. And I'm just so grateful for your comments and questions on my Facebook page. And they are fantastic examples. So I really want to work with some of these. 
I feel that the greatest awareness I can grant is the truth, the real story that requires addressing. In contrast to the story the ego makes up whilst it is attacking the unhealed wounds. Okay, so please um, listen to these. These are the chosen Facebook comments and my responses below to them. So the first one is fearing connection and sharing. And this is what this lady posted. I do want to connect and although I've come a long way in my inner healing regarding my ex-narc, I still feel like there's something fundamentally missing. However, although this epiphany came to me as a result of rising out of the hell and no longer fearing it like before, I can't help but see people in a whole new light. As a result, I'm not motivated to share my project because I don't think most people are ready to truly take that inward journey towards self-awareness. Narcissism is an epidemic. I feel my heart breaking because of the overwhelming macro reality of it all. So this was my response to this. The true inner identity wounds are likely to be something like this. I am not safe in the world. People can hurt me, manipulate me and violate me. I don't know how to be authentically myself, look after myself and be a light that dissolves all darkness yet. Now all of these beliefs are very common after being narcissistically abused. I went through them too. They are in fact some of the core wounds that led a narcissist into our life in the first place. They are incredibly common human beliefs that don't serve us. When carrying them, we either have to contract to protect ourselves or if we risk being in life, life brings us the evidence of these beliefs. When we haven't yet up-leveled these fearful beliefs, this is the general idea of the stories the ego can create within the energy of these unhealed wounds. Narcissists are everywhere. I am devastated at the evil and unconsciousness in the world. How can I or anyone exist and be safe when there are so many bad people? Naturally, the ego makes us believe we are powerless to the outside, which is a totally false premise. We are only ever generating life in our experience, which means the generation is, we call it forth, we form it. In effect, we're making it up. We are making up our life. A lot of the ancient shaman traditions call it the dream world. We, were, we are dreaming our life up. We're creating it. And we're doing this in accordance to our inner identity beliefs, regardless of how they got there. So you're showing up within the emotional container of these painful beliefs can only be contraction, guarding, distrust and fear. Because your body and mind is not open and flowing, opportunity to the good is snapped off. You don't have access to it. Rather than being effective and being a powerful energy of authenticity who trusts herself and clarifies and generates authenticity, you are more likely to draw in and miss seeing exactly what you fear. Your fear stops you showing up in strong integrity and speaking up and you won't trust your intuition or back yourself. The true solution, of course, is to up-level the truth of what is really going on, which is those inner identity painful beliefs. That's where the work needs to be done on this. 
So the next one is called difficulties with authority plus other stuff. <clears throat> and this is what this lady posted. I can see as I've gotten older and more aware that I definitely have an issue with bosses, i.e. authority. I hate being told what to do and I also find I'm never totally myself around these people. It's like I walk on eggshells a bit. I also find I would like closer friendships. However, I seem to only let people get to a certain point of closeness. Maybe it's protection. And yes, I can relate to wanting success, but I'm sure that I'm not good enough sabotages at every time. So this is my response. You've named many of the true inner identity wounds. And they go something like this in this order. When others are in charge, I feel controlled and powerless. If I am not in control, I'll be annihilated. If people get inside me, they can hurt me and or. If people really know me, they may reject me and abandon me. And I'm not good enough to be my mission in the world. There could be many variations of this last belief, such as people will think I'm not for real and attack me. I'll be persecuted if I expose myself and expand. And others want to control me and rip me down. So you are pretty conscious that what's going on is self-generated beliefs. However, there is a battle with the ego naturally because the wounds are still there. The stories your ego would be telling you would go like this. And even though you are conscious, at times these stories could be highly compelling and they would still derail you. So these stories could be something like this. That person is controlling, manipulative, unsafe and doesn't have my best interests at heart. I have to watch what I say and do or I'll be attacked, devalued or tossed aside. See these things about him or her? You know you really can't let this person get too close. And you can't do this. You don't have the ability, information or resources. Who do you think you are? So you're showing up is of course within the container of fear, distrust and expecting what you fear. You may even deliver preemptive strikes of detaching, pulling away or being controlling, trying to defend yourself from being controlled and hurt. Your behaviours may appear to others as exactly what you fear. The true solution always is to up-level the original young fears that are still stuck in your body, point blank then it will all transform for you. So the next one's called being the scapegoat. And this is what this lady posted. Moving totally out of my assigned role as scapegoat would be my biggest need. And I'm finding it so hard because family does not want that. Moving away from this role causes a great deal of upheaval in my family, especially my children. Now, I do want closeness and connection, but I seem to push people away, which hurts a great deal. I want help with this. So the true inner identity wounds would be something like this. If I don't take responsibility for everyone else, I will be disposable. I have to hand my power over to others in order to be safe. If I let people in, they will use me for their own agenda like others have. And I am not worthy of love and support. And again, it is wonderful that you are taking responsibility, that you're not orientated as a victim and that you want help with this. The stories your ego could be blindsiding, with you, blindsiding you with are these. Don't be a bad person. You know you should do this or that. Guilt. If you don't 
do this or that. This person will not love you or will attack you. You really are wrong and guilty. People don't trust, believe or love me. I must be unlovable. <clears throat> you will have lived through many times of trying to prove your worth to people and just being scapegoated more when you did. This is because within the container of these unhealed wounds, you will have felt guilty and unworthy trying to win approval and acceptance. This has allowed you to be other people's dump master for them to project their own pain onto. And then you would have acted out the anguish of feeling unloved, unsupported and made out to be wrong, despite everything you were doing to try to prove your worth. We can't prove our worth, we can only be it. Trying to prove it just generates more unworthiness. Trying to be worthy while suffering the guilt and anxiety that your ego will be generating is tough. The true solution would be to directly address the false, painful beliefs in your body. Then you would organically be worthy and detached from other people's antics. How others are in our experience matches how we are within ourselves. When you up-level your worthiness and self-esteem, that is exactly how you will authentically show up and how your children will start relating to you. That is how the system of life works. So the next one is about unavailable men. And this is what this lady wrote. I would love for you to expand on reaching for painful love or longing type love as a block to your own creativity and self-power. Unavailable men, either emotional or physical, such as married, keep being drawn to me. They feel like an energy leak or roadblocks. So the true inner identity wounds would be something like this. If someone doesn't commit to me fully, I don't have to risk being in a true connection. I am not as yet emotionally committed to myself. If I demand too much from someone, such as commitment, they will think I am demanding and leave, and I don't deserve true love and commitment. Now, these are the stories, those were the truth. These are the stories that your ego would be saying that will keep you locked in being in this pattern. The voice of your ego is going to be something like this. Don't qualify him. You'll be too pushy and turn him away. Or you need someone to feel whole and secure. And excuses such as there are men that do leave partners for other women or maybe he will want a relationship with me in the future even though he is not ready for one now. Our, our mind can give us lots of excuses and justifications to stay in patterns, lots of loopholes. Now the fact is you are drawing in unavailable men because they are your reality. There is a gap that matches your inner identity wounds for them to come into your space and for you to play with the idea of them, which means not assessing them correctly, not qualifying them, and going along hoping for the best whilst not really knowing the truth. That is playing with it. When you clean up the inner wounds that are generating unavailable men, then when the next one arrives, and he will because you need to show up in real time differently in the field of life, if you've done the work, you will be straight up. You will stand in the deservedness of committing yourself to yourself by qualifying them. 
and you will easily detach and let it go nowhere if he is unavailable. Unavailable means not interested in a committed relationship attached to someone else, an addict, or even wishy-washy in what he wants or evasive when being qualified. And you will have no attraction, disappointment or longing. In fact, you will be punching the air with excitement. I graduated. I showed up in my power. Then the pattern will be gone unless life needs to bring it to you a couple of more times just to really make sure you've got it. And the almighty mechanics of life will then not need to supply you with these men anymore as the purpose of cleaning up your faulty commitment to yourself and your deservedness of commitment beliefs. And your inner identity will then have access to much healthier relationship potential and it will start generating that potential for you. But don't try to act this. It needs to be authentic. It's only authentic when we've done the inner work on it. So the next one is fear of authenticity. And this is what was posted. The fear that I'm not good enough. That if I do show up, I'll be rejected. That things will never be okay. It seems authenticity is a turn-off for many people. They live in their own personal little bubbles which make showing up seem meaningless. But we have to know that there are others out there who are full of love for life and truth and grace. Please, Mel, keep pounding out the hope that will keep us going and searching for these individuals who are authentic and love with no conditions and hope that we can be authentic in our relationships back to them with no fear. Okay, so the true inner identity wounds would be something like this. And this is the absolute truth and this is a lot of what I had, everything I'm talking about I had to work on. Okay, so the truth is, the belief is my true self is not acceptable. If people see the real me, they will reject me and it's not okay to be me. So naturally, the ego loves to grab hold of these young unhealed wounds and create the outer stories of people, other people, can't do authenticity and they reject it. They shut down from it, they turn away from it or they attack it. The ego makes us believe it's an outer problem. But that is an illusion because there is no outside. There is no outside. There is only the turning up of situations and people that match our inner identities, belief systems. And this is why we've got to stop worrying about what other people are around doing because that is an illusion. That has nothing to do with it. How you will be showing up within the container of these young inner wounds is not being authentic and or expecting people to turn you away or attack, or attack you when you attempt to be. Naturally, the original belief systems do exactly what belief systems do, which is generate the validity of the belief to confirm it. And those beliefs are people are going to be turned off by my true self because it's not acceptable. So that's exactly what you're experiencing. When you have authentically up-leveled the original painful wounds and are anchored into being an authentic self, you will not have the fear and you will actually not give a toss what other people are or aren't doing or do or don't think or even what their particular truth is because you will simply be being yourself in life. 
And this in no way means that you're going to be arrogant, aloof or uncaring, which is all energy of separation. It will mean that you are loving, real and compassionate. You're connected. And this means that you are granting others, even previously unconscious people, permission to meet you at this highest level of vibration. You grant people permission to drop their masks and be their authentic self also. It means that people will elevate in consciousness just by being in your presence. It also means that you have no fear of people who wish to attack because your light dissolves all darkness and in no way would this be personal to you. You know and are shining who you are and you would easily detach, have compassion and not give it a second thought. Why would you when you are no longer reliant on outside approval? and when you are so busy shining and being you. Rather than being caught up in the egoic outer illusion of people can't handle authenticity, you will generate more and more people and situations that are authentic and they are drawn into your orbit and you will easily detach without granting any painful energy to those that aren't. This is how we completely reshape our personal world. It'll start from within. It can only emanate and generate for real from within. And I hope this helps with knowing where your focus really needs to be and how to tackle this. So, that's the posts and the responses and I really hope that this article has helped you understand why and how we show up the way we do and how and why we get stuck in the ego's projections of it being an outside problem, which is a false premise that derails us every time. And most of all, I hope this article awakens you to the empowerment that lies within you if you partner yourself and if you midwife it. And if you want more details and understanding of how to do that, I would love you to join with me in my next free webinar where I take you through that process. And you can find the details of my next webinar either on my Facebook page, it's in the banner, or you can go onto my blog, which is blog.melanietoniaevans.com and you'll see in the top right corner details of my free webinar there. So I really look forward to answering your questions and your comments on the blog when that comes out tomorrow. And that's it for me, everybody, and lots of love until next week. Bye-bye.